This happened a few years back in 2016. My girlfriend at the time, Erica, and her friend, L, decided we would make spring break plans for the four of us. Myself, Erica, L, and then her boyfriend, O. We thought if we booked together, we could get a better deal on the hotel and maybe the car rental and any place that we wanted to go. We went with Mexico because my girlfriend had been, and she spoke fluent Spanish, so we thought we would be okay. I had been working a lot more to save up for this, so I decided to put it all in my name so it would all be together and they would just pay me back. Obviously, I wasn't worried about my girlfriend, but I didn't know her friend and her boyfriend much. Stupidly, I trusted them. We'd gone to a few parties and they were there. The guy seemed okay. They'd only been together for like a year by the time we went on this trip. He was quiet and stuck around L, but I thought it was just because he didn't know a lot of people. Nothing odd ever stuck out to me. So as we were starting to go through the reservations and plans, Erica decided it would be easier to start a group chat with the four of us to make arrangements. I hate group chats. She knows this, and she also knew that I was down for whatever as long as it was within our budget. But I think she may have done it for a reason as I started realizing. As she would ask in there what hotel they may prefer, and if they wanted any specific accommodations. I would see L start typing, and then O would always answer. He was always curt with his responses, and would not budge on what he wanted. He wanted separate rooms, not even one of those joined rooms, they had to be completely separated. If we did a car rental, he said he wanted one for himself, and then we could have another one. We were trying to do this as a group, so we weren't planning on getting more than the one car, but he was adamant that he wanted one, and he wanted it in his name then. So we agreed but said he would have to pay for all the car because I wasn't going to be paying for something I couldn't even use. He went silent for a while, and after a few hours, L actually responded saying she would pay for it and to put it in her name. So I guess we have finally agreed to that. After two long-ass days of figuring everything out that should have only have taken two hours and more money than we intended to spend, we were finally booked. But I was supposed to be paid back for half, so I wasn't as concerned about it. We had three weeks before the trip. Ellen O said they would pay their part of theirs next week when they got paid. No problem. Next week came around and L gave my girlfriend the money for the car. Not a word from O on any of this. L told my girl that O was going through things, apologized that he hadn't sent the money, and would next week. Wouldn't you know it, the next week rolls around and he still didn't pay. So, I was actually an ass and I put in the chat that I appreciated L paying for the car so quickly. This money was going to help with our food, anything we wanted to buy, and for emergencies. So, yes... I was depending on getting it back. Literally within the hour, Elle called Erica and said she was sorry, and that she would help pay it back. 
and that she would help take care of our meals if it's not paid by then. I did feel bad because I didn't feel like it should have been up to L. I didn't expect Erica to pay for all of it either. That's just the right thing to do. Because of this, I let it go. Because I wasn't going to make this girl I barely knew pay for my food. Anyways, onward to the time of the trip. Erica and I had someone drop us off at the airport. I'm the type to always be early, so we were there an hour before. Erica messaged Elle to see how they were doing, and they didn't respond. It wasn't a big deal at first until we got closer and closer to the time, and she finally responded by saying they were almost there. I wanted to board the plane instead of waiting for them, but Erica insisted we waited. Again, I was glad we did, because when they finally arrived, he looked pissed off and was carrying a duffel bag. I may not be a chick, but I definitely packed more than a small duffel bag worth of stuff for a trip for five days to a completely different country. In the same manner, Erica was excited, and as most women do, she was wearing a nice sundress and she had her makeup done. Elle, however, had her hair in a messy bun and looked like she'd just pulled something out of the basket. No makeup, but she looked exhausted. She was also rolling behind her two suitcases. It's not unusual for a girl, but also not usual to see her with some girly bag and matching carry-on, and then a dark blue one. I'm thinking, is this guy really making her pull both bags around? I remember Erica running up to Elle and grabbing one of her bags, and then said something that I couldn't hear. O walked up to me, and his manner completely changed. He was trying to act like we were best buds. It was a weird situation, but we boarded, and thankfully we were on our way. Once we did finally get there, it did not get better. We got the car, no issue, but the hotel was not at all what we were expecting. The pictures must have been when they first opened, because... It looked run down to hell, and the outside just looked sad. The inside wasn't much better, but at least the AC worked. The lobby had a small desk to the side with an older lady at it. Erica started speaking to her to get us checked in, and she led us to our rooms. The halls were musty, and the wallpaper was warping towards the top. The carpet was old and stained by the many feet that had walked down these halls, too. The rooms were not much different. The bed was big and comfortable, but I couldn't tell if it was cream-colored or if they were supposed to be white. It also reeked of cigarette smoke, and these were supposed to be non-smoking. So, not really a good start. But the lady was really nice. She even spoke English and asked if we needed anything, so I couldn't bring myself to complain. We decided that we should go find a place to have lunch so we could just forget everything and start having fun. We left our stuff in our rooms and we headed out to find a place. There were a few buildings that were boarded up nearby and we had so many eyes on us. It wasn't a good feeling, so I tried to keep Erica close. We did find a place to eat and most of the time there, the girls talked and I joined in every once in a while. 
I tried involving O as well, but he wasn't interested. He was on his phone most of the time, and would look over at L sometimes, and she would just quiet down. I was starting to not get a good feeling about this guy. Little things like this would happen everywhere we went. We would start having fun, but he wasn't hardly laughing or joining in. He was on his phone. A lot. On the second night, we went out to have drinks. This was the first time that he started loosening up and was kind of fun to be around. However, L now started looking nervous. Sure enough, we all learned he was not a fun drunk to be around. After a while, he became really aggressive. Groping and being inappropriate with not only L, but the server as well. When confronted by another server, he became angry, was yelling and threatening them. I tried to calm him down, but he acted like I was the enemy too. He did end up punching someone there, and of course we were kicked out fast. Of course, being the foreigners, people must have seen us as a problem, so other places weren't letting us in. So we got screwed. I told Erica we should probably just go back to our room for the night, which she agreed. L asked if we all wanted to just hang out together, and O refused. We all went to our separate ways. I could tell Erica wasn't feeling good about this either, so we went back to our rooms. It didn't take long, but we started hearing a lot of loud bangs, like doors slamming. Erica asked me to go with her to check on them. I didn't hesitate. Our room was in the same hall, opposite side and two down. We could tell as we got closer the banging and now the yelling was coming from their room. I knocked on the door, but no one answered. However, all the noise stopped. I knocked again, no answer. Erica shouted out, asking Elle if she wanted a soda from the machine, and the door finally opened. It was O. He didn't have a shirt on, his hair was a mess, and he had, like, scratch marks on his chest. Erica tried to play dumb. I know her, she's not the confrontational type, but not me. I immediately asked where L was, and he said it wasn't any of my business, and tried to stop me from coming into his room. I tried to push my way through when he immediately slugged me. All I remember after that was going at it for what had to be a few moments when Erica yelled for me. I managed to get O back enough to get the door closed and him out. He was trying his damnedest to break that door down. When I got over there, L was in the bathroom curled up in a ball with blood all over her face and welts and other marks on her arms. Erica said that we had to call the cops, but I said we needed to figure out a way to get out before he got in because the windows didn't open. After what seemed like forever, the slamming finally stopped. I went and checked the door, and he wasn't there. I opened the door quietly to make sure he wasn't hiding around the corner. When it was clear, we took L to our room so we could figure out what we needed to do next. That's when she told us that O had been abusive, for a very long time. 
but he hadn't gotten this physical before. She said that she had tried to avoid being alone because she knew that he was already so pissed off and it wasn't going to end well. They went to their room, and she went to take a shower, and that's when he laid into her. She also said that she doesn't know where he got it from since he's been here, but he pulled out a knife on her and told her he would leave her here and that no one would find her. Again, Erica suggested that we call the cops, and we did, but they didn't do much, as expected, because he was nowhere to be found. We, of course, suggested that she stay in our room tonight, and then we would just go home tomorrow. Problem was, Elle's passport and belongings were in her room. The police were still there, so we asked them to stay long enough to get her stuff to make sure that he didn't show up. But somehow, he managed to get back into their room in between them, and took almost everything. He took her purse, including her wallet, which had her money, cards, and ID in her suitcase, but luckily, not her carry-on, which she hid under her side of the bed, and in which she kept her passport. Unfortunately, she expected this to happen, and wanted to be safe in case something did. We slept the most we could. We started packing up to leave the next morning, and I told the girls to stay in their room, and I would make sure our taxi to the airport was here because, of course, he took the car. I was glad I didn't put it in my name, but I felt bad that L did, because who knows what he was going to do with it. The path was clear, so I walked our stuff out to the car and got the girls in, when I noticed a car in the parking lot just sitting there, and it was him. I tried to stay calm and rush the girls in without telling them. I didn't want to worry anyone, but I did text Erica to let her know, so at least she knew the situation. The dude followed us all the way to the airport. He sat there in the car, though, and didn't get out, which was odd. I shuffled them out, got into the airport, and tried to buy tickets as fast as we could. I had to use a credit card, but I didn't care. I wasn't feeling too good about this, and Erica could see the fear in me. Unfortunately, the closest thing we could find was a flight to the neighboring state that was starting to board, and I just took it so we could get the hell out of there. We stayed in South Carolina for the night, and then flew home from there. Sadly, Elle had to stop her credit cards and her debit card, because he apparently tried to get home too. Erica told me that L filed a restraining order and never heard from him again, thankfully. But news always spreads. We found out that he was arrested on domestic battery charges a few years later. I hope that girl was just as lucky to get away from him, though. Overall, don't go on vacation, especially somewhere you've never been, with somebody that you hardly know. This happened to me a few years ago, and I've learned my lesson. Me and a group of friends from school decided to take a spring break trip, 
since we were graduating and wanted to do something wild for a change. We settled on where else but Florida. Beaches, drinks, and whatever else it brings us. We set up our plans, we wait a grueling week or so for it to come, and we finally head out. We got there. The hotel was great. There was a bar in the hotel, but what would be the fun in that? So we headed out, grabbed some pizza, and scattered out the area for nearby bars and other interesting places. We found a bar that we decided to stop in, and it looks are deceiving. It was a lot smaller inside than it looked. There was a short bar on one side, a few old rickety booths and a long table along the side with bar stools, and those little touchscreen games. There were more older people in there, but we were tired and just wanted to have a good time for our first night. There were a few women who looked to be about our age playing pool, so we thought we'd give it a shot. Me and my two friends grabbed drinks and headed over to the girls. They allowed us to stay, and we played a few rounds with them. It was a lot of fun, but apparently we were too loud for them, so after giving us multiple warnings, we decided to leave. It was already late, so we split from there. I unfortunately didn't get any phone numbers, but at least I had three more days to try. The next night was fun, the third night was where things got weird. We found a VR game cafe and we hung out there for a while. We had lunch and then decided that we would get a couple packs of beer, a cooler, and then head out to the beach. It was normal. We found a spot. One of my friends rented a surfboard and decided he would try it out. That idiot has never surfed in his life, so it was more fun for us to watch him fall over every time. There was a group of people playing beach volleyball, so after a few beers, I decided I was okay with making a fool out of myself, too. I joined in for a while, and then we stopped to get something to eat, and more drinks since what we had wouldn't last. One of the girls offered to have us go back to her condo to continue partying, and, of course, we're not passing that up. When we got there, there were already a few people there. That was a blast from what I remember. I know we had more shots, games, lots of stupid dares, but... But that's about all I can remember from that night. The next morning, I woke up under a tree in a parking lot of a thrift store. The only thing I was wearing was my swim trunks, and I had a set of keys in my pocket that were not mine. My scalp also seemed really irritated, and that's when I realized my hair had been colored blue. It was coming off of my hand, so I figured it was the spray stuff, but I still don't remember any of that happening. I tried to look around and place myself, but I didn't recognize any of the buildings or street names. It doesn't help that I'm not from Florida either, so yes, I was a little concerned. The thrift store wasn't open, it seemed, so I walked across the street to a gas station to see if they could help me, or at least tell me where the hell I was. The lady at the register looked annoyed, like she must have been used to this kind of thing. Honestly, but she was nicer than I expected. 
She actually told me the hotel I was at it was about six or seven miles from where we were, so thankfully, I was in the same state and not too far. I didn't have any money or my cell phone on me, so I couldn't call my friends nor could I pay for anything, so I was about to be screwed. The cashier was hesitant about letting me use the store's phone at first, but she finally let me. I tried calling my friend, they didn't answer, so I had no choice but to start walking. It gave me some time to try to remember what happened, but I legit don't remember anything after the shots, and then my friend trying to jump over the concrete wall in the back. My head was starting to hurt, and... I was getting tired and thirsty, so I tried my luck at hitchhiking. I can't say I blame anyone for not stopping for me, some guy in swimming trunks and sloppy blue dyed hair, but someone finally did. It was an older lady in some beat up pickup truck. I told her the best I could where I was heading. She reminded me of my grandma, so it was hard to explain that I got blackout drunk and didn't know where I was. She was nervous, of course, but ultimately told me to ride in the back of the bed, and she would take me to the hotel. I got there, and thankfully the front desk lady remembered me, somehow, so she got me back into my room since I didn't have my key or my ID. None of my friends were there, though, and I was just hoping they didn't end up in the same position as myself. I took a shower, and got dressed, and... I'm not gonna lie, I crashed. I was exhausted and my head was still killing me. I however woke up to my friend throwing a bottle of water at me. Apparently they made it as far as the lobby, passed out on the couches and were told to leave or go to their rooms if they were staying there. They then got up and went looking for me while I made it back here. Unfortunately the shower didn't get all the blue hair dye out, and they said they don't remember me ever doing that, nor did they have any clue whose keys I had. None of us drove or rented a car, and our house keys were in our suitcases. We kind of kicked back the last night to recover and try to remember what the hell happened, but we still can't. To make it even weirder, as we were checking out, the guy at the front desk said there was a note left for me, Shockingly, it was my ID wrapped in a Burger King receipt that was two months old with a lipstick print on it. He was able to match the name on the ID to me since the room was in my name. So, overall, I lost a night that I can't remember. I lost my wallet and I gained a set of keys that I still have because now it's a reminder that I will never do something so stupid again. This happened when I was 15 and going on 16. I'm also an only child, so while, yes, people may think I'm lucky because I get more than some households with multiple children, I would much rather have siblings. It can get very lonely and boring. <laughs> with that being said, I usually get to invite a friend or a cousin to go on trips or to special events with my parents and I. If we go to the movies, a theme park, 
the swimming pools, I usually bring someone. Spring break was not much different. My parents owned something like a a condo in Florida, so sometimes we would go there for spring break, in the summer, or even for Christmas break. This year, we were going to be going there for spring break again, and it was also important to me because my birthday is in April, so it was supposed to be part of my sweet 16. Because of this, my parents agreed to let me take a friend with me. As mentioned, I've had friends go with me on trips, but they've all been within the state. I've had cousins go with me to Florida, but never a friend of my choice. Rightfully so, I was excited about this. It was also part of my birthday gift, so I felt like more of an adult. So, after all the parent talk and confirming locations and that my parents weren't planning on selling off my friend, things were set and I was going to have some pre-birthday fun. My friend and I did have to keep our grades up in order to go, so after about a month of making sure everything was done and turned in on time, we were in the clear and on our way to Florida. We had plans to go to the beach, Universal Studios, and also just go to a mall or something to go shopping by ourselves. We got to choose our seats on the airplane and sit a few rows in front of my parents so that we could have privacy. When we got there, they even let us sit at our own table at dinner. We did do a few things my parents wanted to do, like some kind of water boat ride thing with all these alligators around it, and we went to the Hard Rock Cafe because my dad is obsessed with that place. Things were going normal for a while, but I will definitely say that my arrogance got the best of me, thinking that I was an adult. So the day came for us to go to Universal Studios. This is where we first started having troubles. My parents were still with us the entire time. They didn't always go on the rides, but they were there when we got on, and then they would be at the exit once it was over. On some rides that we had to wait on, we were standing there, people watching, and noticed one guy in particular. He stood out because, one... He didn't have any kids with him, or anyone else, and two, he had on one of those tank tops with a a muscular torso on it to make it look like it was your own. Those just look weird on anyone, but especially so on him. He ended up on one of the rides we went on, and he just stared at us the entire time. We sat in the back of one of the rides so he couldn't stare at us, but... He even looked back at us before it started and smiled. We were young and didn't really know how to react, so we just waved and smiled back. We saw him a couple more times, but he was never around when my parents were with us. Since he didn't really do anything, though, we didn't bother telling them and just tried to enjoy our time there. We were there for most of the day, so we were pretty tired the next day. We wanted to go to the mall, but my parents said that we should just hang out there, go to the beach to relax, and then go tomorrow. And we ultimately agreed, but the beach was looking pretty busy, so we stayed in for most of the day doing our hair and makeup. My mom said she was going to run to the store to pick stuff up for dinner, 
and that my dad would be working on some things, so they agreed to let us go to the beach for a while by ourselves, since it was within walking distance of the condo. Again, it was pretty exciting, because we got to do something on our own, so with our hair and makeup done, we grabbed our stuff to head to the beach. We got out there, and laid out our stuff, and just sat there for a while, talking. We took our phones, of course, and we were taking stupid filter pictures, and to our surprise, we see Tank Top Guy walking towards us. Again, we didn't really know how to react, so we just sat there and tried to pretend we were busy or having a serious conversation. He got maybe five to ten feet from us and stopped. He kind of just looked around and then laid out like this sleeping bag. He sat down and looked up at the sky, then looked over at us. Then he smiled and waved again. I again waved back. I was facing him while my friend was facing away, so we were having a fake, serious conversation. I was texting her to say he just noticed us, and he waved. So we started thinking about leaving when he started talking to us. It was okay at first, but then it got weird. The conversation went something like this. Him. Did you girls have fun at Universal? Us. Yep. Him. That's good. They had some new ones out there, huh? Us. I don't know. I haven't been in a while, and she's never been. Oh. Do you live around here? No. Just on vacation? Yes. You girls didn't get all prettied up to be out here by yourself, though, did you? We're not alone. So you're waiting on your boyfriends? I answered no, but my friend answered yes. We didn't get to fully think out our answer. At this point... It was definitely getting uncomfortable with a full-grown adult asking 16-year-olds about having boyfriends and calling us pretty. So we decided to come up with an excuse to leave. I start to grab my phone like I was getting a call to come home, and I tell my friend that we had to go. So we started grabbing our stuff, and then he said, Leaving already? I tried saying the same thing about needing to go home when... He started to stand up really quick. Then he says, Well, if no one is here with you girls, then let me walk you home. You never know the kind of people that could be walking around. We, of course, said it was okay, and that I was staying in a place nearby. Then my friend gave me a look, making me realize how stupid it was to say that. He seemed to catch on because he had this very sinister grin and said something about how it was even better. Should be a short walk then, right? My friend finally jumped in and said we're fine. Then she grabbed me by the arm and we started walking away quickly from him. We were still pretty worried about the whole situation and we turned around and noticed that he was still standing there and smiling and holding his sleeping bag. So, we kept walking. The condo was probably about a block away, so when we went around the corner, 
We stopped for a second to think about what just happened. My friend was freaked out too, but she was laughing about it and making fun of the guy. I finally loosened up a bit and we kept walking. At one point, we started trying to do cartwheels home, just playing around and trying to shake off the weird vibes. When I land a cartwheel and then I see him, around the corner. He tried to make it look like he was on his phone, but he was holding it like he was taking pictures. Of us. At this point we booked it. We ran straight ahead, paid no attention to him, and just ran. As we did, there was a woman and a young girl about to enter one of the condos close to us, so I just started shouting out, Mom, you called me. What's up? The woman looked confused at first, but she must have seen the fear in our face, and immediately started looking around and shuffling us into her place. I know it may have still been silly, but I thought since she had a kid with her, she was safe. Once we were in, we explained to her what happened. She believed us, thankfully, and since she was leaving, she agreed to walk us home, but told me to call my dad to make sure he was out there to greet us. Thankfully, he was nowhere to be seen after that, but we did tell my dad, and they thankfully called the cops to file a report. As far as I know, they never found or caught the guy. From then, we were definitely more cautious of our surroundings, and my parents stayed close by, but we still had fun. It was definitely a memorable trip, I felt bad for my friend, thinking she'd probably never be able to do something like that again, but I've also learned my lesson, and was thankful for her and that lady. I'm also a lot less naive in my late 20s, and with my own kids, so I know that I'll be stressing the importance of strangers and trusting your gut. But since then, and always, I hope to never see Tank Top Dude again. That was three terrifying Spring Break stories. Thank you to everyone who listened to this point and submitted these stories. And I wanted to ask, do you have a story you want to send my way? Maybe a story about hiking and something that you saw or happened? A story that was scary that happened at Walmart? Are you a trucker and have a scary story or have a dark web experience or a terrifying Facebook encounter of some sort? Please send it my way. If you have a paranormal, creepy encounter, glitch story, anything like that, please also send it my way, but those topics are specifically ones that I'm looking for for the rest of the month. Um, so if anyone could send anything like that my way, it would help the channel and help me tremendously, because those stories are hard to find, and I want to get some good ones. And I know you guys out there have some good ones. I know you do. Outside of that, if you all enjoyed the video, please do hit that thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, the bell icon next to it, and let me know what you thought in the comments down below. And that's about all I can say about that. You can also follow me on my social media platforms or support the channel over Patreon, Coffee, channel memberships, all optional, all greatly appreciated. In the coffee shop, there is now physical merch, including stickers, uh, keychains, magnets, stickers, and stickers. And also stickers, if you want stickers. Um, sorry. <clears throat> I typically send more than what you order, so if you order a sticker, you might get two or three. And yeah, things like that. I also like to send handwritten postcards to you guys whenever you order those kinds of things so 
If you're interested, check it out. If not, totally understand. All that said, my lovely friends, I hope you have a beautiful day, and I hope I'll see you on the next video. But until then, don't enjoy your spring break too much, and sleep well.